the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Friday as we head toward the weekend. It's another beautiful day in the state of Oklahoma. Enjoy this nice weather this weekend as it looks like it's going to turn a little ugly uh, early to middle of next week. So uh, enjoy it while it lasts. Hope everyone is doing okay, staying at home, staying healthy, staying safe, all that good stuff. I want everybody to head over to Twitter and follow me at Colby J. Powell and at Locked on Pokes. Uh, that's the best place to reach me. You got any thoughts, any thoughts about Mike Gundy's comments the other day, about the reaction, about what I said, about what Dion said on Wednesday. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, I highly recommend it. It's not time sensitive. We didn't talk about anything that's, that's happened or that's gone away. That's one thing about doing this podcast when there are no sports. It, it's not necessarily time sensitive. A lot of the stuff that we talked about, you can go back and listen to old episodes and it's not outdated. It's, it's kind of timeless, uh, until sports start back up. So go listen to Wednesday's podcast uh, where I react to what Mike Gundy had to say earlier in the week about the coronavirus and getting players back on campus. Also talked to Dion Amade. He gave me just short, brief thoughts about it as he played for Mike Gundy. So he talked about, you know, kind of his understanding of what Mike Gundy was trying to get at. And we also talked for about 15 minutes about that 2011 season that Dion was a part of and just kind of how magical it was and and how it progressed and uh, the the feeling inside the locker room, all that good stuff. And, And he also answered the question, did Oklahoma State get screwed by the BCS. That's all in Wednesday's episode, so if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, You should also go follow on Twitter our partners, Boone Pickens State, at BP underscore State. Had the logo bracket challenge last week. Now they've got the Eddie Hall of Fame t-shirts. The Hall of Eddie shirt is awesome. I'm going to be getting me one of those. Cannot wait. So head over to Boone Pick and State. You can search for them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, uh, and they will get you what you need. Also, all the best Oklahoma State news notes and content comes from Boone Pick and State. So check them out on social media. All right. Glad everyone is with me on this Friday. Let's just kind of recap how the week has gone here. So Mike Gundy comes out on Tuesday with his coronavirus comments. So Throughout the day on Tuesday and then on Wednesday is when most of the reaction took place. Most of the Yahoo's, ESPN's, um, USA Today, all of those publications pretty much ripped Mike Gundy, called him tone deaf, um, said that, that he would be stuck in Stillwater forever and, and never get to a bigger job because of comments like those. Well, he, he doesn't want a bigger job. He's had the opportunity to go to Tennessee multiple times, which is... I don't know if it's a blue blood of college football, but it's a, a school that's willing to spend top five, top ten money on recruiting and puts 100000 in every other Saturday. So um, he, he's had the opportunity for bigger jobs. He's in Stillwater by choice at this point. But if you did listen on Wednesday, then, then you know what I said. And what I said is, take a breath. Everything's going to be okay. The earth's going to keep spinning. Everyone's bored right now. They're looking for something to be angry about. And, and right now it's Mike Gundy. That's what people are angry about because he came out and he, you know, probably didn't choose his words very carefully when speaking about the coronavirus. And, and guess what's happened over the last 48 hours? Everything's gone back to normal. Everything's fine. Nobody's mad anymore. Not as far as I can tell anyway. Nobody's in my mentions upset. I've still been on Twitter. It doesn't look like people are that upset. 
People just needed a day to breathe, a day to decompress, get it all out, and they've had that. So, like I said, people get, I think, trapped in the moment whenever these things happen, and people get so angry with each other and just want to kill each other on social media, and it's like, okay, do you think maybe you're overreacting a little bit? I think maybe the, the, the initial reaction was probably an overreaction, but then the reaction to the reaction was also probably an overreaction. It's like everyone overreacted, and then everyone got way too mad at each other. It's like, settle down. In 48 hours, you're going to have moved on with your life. This isn't going to matter that much, and that's exactly what happened. Mike Gundy's comments, he could have chosen his words more carefully. Sure, I agree with that. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. Mike Gundy's not going anywhere. It's not like Oklahoma State's going to take the field next year and all people are going to be talking about is Mike Gundy's coronavirus comments. Um, No, that's not the case. We do have some Oklahoma State football news coming out of Vegas. I want to get to that on the other side, as well as a couple of big announcements that are coming on Monday. I want to get to all that on the other side. Stay with me. Uh, First, go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. 617 East Redbud Drive. The cleanest, most professional dispensary in the state. You go in, uh, great clean waiting area. Everything is sanitized. They're wearing gloves, not allowing customers to touch jars, anything like that, making sure that you, the patient, are taken care of. So go see them, 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. You can also find them online at livesgf.com. So head that way and tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side, and tell you what Vegas thinks about Oklahoma State's uh, football team in 2020. 20. Stay with us here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, everybody, to Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. As always, usually on Fridays, we have Jack Klein join us. Couldn't get together with Jack today due to some scheduling conflicts. So, Jack will be back with us next week, as he usually is on Friday. Want everybody to head over to Twitter. Follow me at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Let me know all your thoughts about everything Oklahoma State. Mike Gundy, the two recruits that are committing on Monday. We're going to talk about that in the final segment of today's show. So make sure that you stick around for that. You're not going to want to miss it. Monday has uh, pretty big implications for the future of Oklahoma State basketball. All right, I want to talk a little more Oklahoma State football because we have win totals, win totals, win totals out of Vegas. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am just a little bit of a degenerate and I enjoy some gambling. I enjoy lines. I uh, A couple weeks ago, I made Dion and I made Jack guess the spreads and they were terrible at it. So that was a lot of fun for me. I enjoyed that. If Jack was here today, then we could have made him guess the over-unders, but he's not here today. So whatever. Um, I'll just break it down for you myself. So over-unders are out. And and before I I tell you these, I I want you to think in your head. And I want you to think, what do you think Vegas would set the win total at? What what do you, you you look at this Oklahoma State team, 10 starters returning on defense. You bring in Christian Holmes, Colin Clay. You bring in Josh Sills on the offensive line as a grad transfer. Bring in all these guys. You got Chuba, Spencer, Tylan, all coming back. Put all that together and ask yourself, what is going to be the win total for Oklahoma State football in 2020? You ready? You ready for the big reveal? Drum roll, please. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. They, they, they put it at eight and a half? That's what Bet Online has that right now. Eight and a half. 
at betonline.ag. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm looking at the numbers and I'm trying to figure out where they're coming up with eight and a half. I, let's pull up the schedule, shall we? I should already have the schedule pulled up, but I didn't think about it because I didn't think I was going to want to go game by game. But I do want to go game by game because I mean, eight and a half that that doesn't make any sense to me that we've got uh, eight and a half on a team with as much coming back as Oklahoma State does. Not only that. It's not like Oklahoma State has anything decent uh, in the non-con. So Oklahoma State's going to roll through 3-0 in the non-con. That's Oregon State, Tulsa, Western Illinois. All at home. Easy wins. So Oklahoma State's 3-0. Let's say that. At TCU on October 3rd. That's a big one. That's coming off of a bye week for Oklahoma State. That's a big one for the Cowboys. Really the first two games of conference play I think are going to dictate uh, probably how the rest of the season goes. Because if you beat TCU on the road and Iowa State at home, now you're 5-0. and Now you really have the chance to reach your goals. Because then you'll have some games like your Kansas and, and your, your West Virginias and Kansas States. Games that you should win without too much trouble. Uh, and, and a couple that are going to test you. But if Oklahoma State drops one or both against TCU and Iowa State, it really hampers Oklahoma State's ability to reach their goals, to contend for a Big 12 championship, uh, to, to try to you know run the table, which is uh, unlikely because it's just so hard to do in college football, but, it, but it's certainly possible. But you got to get through those first two against TCU and Iowa State. And then you're at Kansas, at Oklahoma. Obviously, the game at Oklahoma is a big one. Uh, OU will be favored. OU was favored by 8.5 whenever that line came out. I, I can't say that I hate that just because of the, the series history. It's one of those things where Oklahoma State has to prove to you that they can beat OU, and Oklahoma State has not done that in the last, gee, I don't know, 17 years, something like that, 16 years, however long Mike Gundy's been there. Um, so Kansas and Oklahoma, uh, the last game in October on Saturday, October 31st. Halloween is a home game against Texas Tech, so you get to celebrate Halloween in Stillwater uh, at Boone Pickens Stadium. Uh, and then at Baylor on November 7th, home against West Virginia at Kansas State, and then home against Texas. So so that's the schedule that we're looking at there for Oklahoma State. So so to get to nine, because that's what you got to get to to beat the over-under. you got to get to nine. To get to nine, Oklahoma State could lose to OU, Oklahoma State could close the season with a loss to Texas, and Oklahoma State could lose to Baylor, Iowa State, or TCU. Could lose could lose those three. And, and let's say Oklahoma State beats TCU, Iowa State, and Texas. That means Oklahoma State would have to lose to OU, Baylor, Texas Tech, and ugh, I mean, where's the other one? Where's Kansas State? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble seeing Oklahoma State, barring injury, not getting to nine games because it gives you quite a lot of room for error. If the over-under was at nine, I would say, okay, to be a winner, o- Oklahoma State could lose to, to OU and Texas and would have to win every other game for you to be a winner. Otherwise, you'd still get your push. But at eight and a half, I think that half game makes all the difference. So uh, I certainly like the over-under as it sits today on Oklahoma State at eight and a half. So Let's look at some of the other over-unders in the Big 12 Conference. Uh, let's go from bottom to top in the Big 12 Conference. Kansas has an over-under set at 3.5. Texas Tech, 5.5. West Virginia, 5.5. Kansas State, 6.5. Good for Kansas State. TCU, 6.5. Iowa State, 7.5. Baylor, 7.5. Texas, 8.5. Same as Oklahoma State. Uh, and then OU, 9.5. I got to tell you, I also like the over on OU at 9.5 uh, because all OU does is win the Big 12, and until they've proven to me otherwise, I, I think that I'll, I'll spend a little money out of my wallet on OU at 9.5. Now, just a couple from around the country, just this one because it's Oklahoma State's bowl opponent from last season was Texas A&M. Texas A&M is at 9.5, same as Oklahoma. Texas A&M has a good roster. Kellen Mond still the quarterback. 
Hard pass on A&M at 9.5. And, and here's what's going to happen. They're going to start 7-0. and I haven't looked at their schedule, but they're going to do what they always do and start 7-0. and And then they're going to lose four of their last five and go 8-4. and four, And you're not even going to come close to getting your money on Texas A&M. I hate, hate, hate that number for the Aggies. Alabama's is 10.5. And, and Clemson in the mighty ACC is 11.5. Alabama at 10.5. The overall net is intriguing. You think you think Bama loses twice? Even with Mac Jones, you think Bama loses twice? Yeah, I don't know about all that. So uh, that's some of the over-unders for college football next season. I like the over uh, on Oklahoma State and on Oklahoma. Probably like the over on Bama. Love the under on Texas A&M. Uh, so that's uh, some things to look forward to for next college football season. I want to take a break. I want to come back, and I want to talk about two big commitments that are coming on Monday in the world of college basketball. Oklahoma State finalists for both. That is coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up today on Locked On Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Go follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes. You can find Jack Klein, Jack underscore Klein 3 on Twitter. Let him know we missed him today and look forward to hearing from him next Friday. Uh, Next Friday, we will have a complete understanding of the Oklahoma State basketball roster as we head into 2020. Now, uh, we've been waiting for a while now on Donovan Williams, on JT Thor, uh, and also, so, so Oklahoma State has one scholarship left. One, because Oklahoma State got the transfer in from Fair and Flavors, got Matthew Alexander Moncrief uh, to commit, who's a four-star small forward. So Oklahoma State has one scholarship left to give in this 2020 cycle. Now, Donovan Williams and JT Thor are two of the players who could potentially take that spot. There have also been rumors about Tulsa grad transfer, Jariah Horn, and Western Michigan transfer, Michael Flowers. Now, I would be against that scholarship spot going to one of those two transfers for one simple reason. Cade Cunningham is going to be in Stillwater for one season. Oklahoma State needs to build for the future. So as opposed to throwing another egg in just the 2020 basket, I would like to go get Donovan Williams or JT Thor, guys who could potentially be around uh, for two, three, four years and let them build something at Oklahoma State even once Cade Cunningham is gone. Because that's what you're really looking for is sustained success. Obviously, you want to maximize what you have next year with Cade Cunningham. Go win a national title. I'm all in. But sustain success and be able to build on whatever uh, you're able to put together with Cade next season. So, Donovan Williams and JT Thor are both going to make their announcements on Monday. Don't know exactly what time, but both will be making their announcements on Monday, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait to see uh, who decides to go to Oklahoma State. And, and it's weird because right now, they're both kind of predicted to Oklahoma State. It, it's... It's, it's weird. You know, Donovan Williams has it down to uh, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, and Texas. Those are his three schools. Now, I think JT Thor is going to wind up at Oklahoma State. If you just look at the 247 predictions, I've seen Donovan Williams predicted Oklahoma State in some other places, uh, but 247 Sports has him as a 71% prediction to Kansas State. So that would obviously leave things open for JT Thor, who has it down to Oklahoma State and Auburn, and 247 Sports has Oklahoma State with an 83% chance to land Thor, and the lead expert Jerry Meyer is predicting Oklahoma State. Now, 
JT Thor is the number 51 rated prospect in the country. He's a four-star power forward. Would be a great replacement for a guy like Cam McGriff. Uh, JT Thor's overall rating is 98.07. So 98.07 versus Donovan Williams, which is 92.3. So about six percentage points higher of a rating for JT Thor than for Donovan Williams. I think Donovan Williams is a phenomenal player. Averaged 28 and 8 his senior season, and that was coming off of a torn ACL. Uh, now, if Oklahoma State landed Donovan Williams, it would move the Cowboys recruiting class up to number nine in the country. But if Oklahoma State were to land JT Thor, which is what's expected to happen, then Oklahoma State would move up to sixth in the country, and Mike Boynton's class would be behind only you, you know some, some big dogs. Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, and then Michigan and Tennessee. Oklahoma State would fall in at sixth. Oklahoma State already has the best recruiting class in the Big 12, and it looks like the Cowboys will finish out with the best recruiting class in the Big 12. Uh, I I think it's going to be JT Thor. I hope it's JT Thor. He, he is a big time prospect at a position of need. And then you could theoretically have a team with a lot of size, a lot of length, and a lot of talent coming in next season. Uh, when you look at Alexander Moncrief, you look at Rondell Walker uh, handling the ball some. You've still got the Boone Twins in town. You've still got Isaac Likely. You've still got Yorane. You throw 6'6", Cade Cunningham in there, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wherever you think he's listed. JT Thor at 6'8". All of a sudden, uh, Oklahoma State could really put something special together next season. So keep an eye on what both JT Thor and Donovan Williams do next week. All right, that is all for today. That's all for what was a pretty busy week here for Locked On Pokes. We had Eddie Sutton get in the Hall of Fame. We had Mike Gundy set the college football world on fire. And now uh, we've got over-unders. We've got win totals. We've got recruits committing. So I will be back on Monday. I'm, I'm going to try to find out what time uh, those guys are committing. If, if it's late in the day, I'll probably just record early uh, and, then, and then get back at it next Wednesday. Uh, but if they're, recruit, recu- if they're committing Pardon me, not recording. I'm recording. If they're committing early in the day, then I will wait until they commit uh, and then release the podcast later on in the day. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Once again, hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes and have a great weekend.